Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan. I'm here to talk about once again betonline.ag. Betonline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. They're the fastest and easiest way for all your betting needs for all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure you use our promo code BLEAVE, that is capital letters B L E A V, to receive your rewards. One more time, that is capital letters B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Sure, let's go. <laughs> you have Chelsea. She's a baby. Don't tell her I said that. She'll kick your butt. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. Don't tell her I said that. Uh, all right. And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunsinger, at Thunder Chats. We're part of the Believe Network, and this podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Now that that is out of the way... Um, yeah, this is episode 420. So, you know, we we was expecting, you know, before I introduced my co-host, we was expecting to come in here, uh, coming off a huge W, off a huge win streak, um, being 500, being the sixth seed, and, you know, just making weed jokes all over the place. But mm-hmm. uh, what we, we got a <laughs> – we had a little bit different experience. So um, it's going to be a little bit different than what we planned. But we're here, st- still here to provide you guys with the podcast. So – you heard his uh, agreeing mm-hmm in the background. It's the one, the only, uh, Mr. Playback himself, Connor. What up, Con? Uh, not much, man. Thunder basketball has been really fun recently. It's cool to have like a game like tonight where it felt like such a big deal again. Uh, you know, we've had like games where I'm like, oh, I really want to win this one. But this is one where I was like, I want to win this one so bad. And it has mm-hmm. like implications and stuff like that. It's just cool to be kind of back to somewhat competitive hoops that really get like the blood pressure going a lot too. So. You know, it's just, it's nice to see. And I think it shows how far this team has come. Like you said, the loss isn't the most fun thing in the world, but it is, it has been really fun recently watching the team. So, um, you know, despite the loss, we'll take it. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll definitely talk all about that game, um, uh, you know, as we get into the pod. But first, I got to introduce my other co host, who is probably as tired as me. We got Champagne Jerry in the building. What up, Jerry? I hate Tony Brothers. That's it. That's all I gotta say. You hate both of them, both the brothers. Uh, just whatever the hell his name is, I hate him. The brothers, uh, Tony. Yeah, I, I. I'm just. I'm just so mad right now, still about it. Like the, I, I just got done looking at the free throws even more right now, and I'm just <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, but I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Um, I'm, I'm ready to be drinking champagne with my boys next week. So, mm-hmm. um, I can't wait. God, I can't wait. I'm ready to be 
indulging in Dr. Pepper while you drink champagne next week. And, and being the DD. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Dylan, turn here. Turn here. Where? Right here. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be such a blast. Oh, yeah. That that's that doesn't sound stressful for me at all. No, it'll, it'll be easy. <laughs> no worries. All right, boys. Well, hey, um, you know, as we mentioned, the Thunder played a basketball game tonight. Against the Kings, uh, it ended closer than what the game really was, especially in the second half. It was 118 to 113. Um, I mean, guys, we can go see large item, but we just talk about the game as a whole because, like, there was a lot, there was, there was some good things that happened in this game, um, but there was a lot of bad. Uh, so I, I, I'm going to let, I'm going to let Cone go first here. Uh, Cone, what's, uh, what's, what's the first thing you want to talk about here? Um, I don't know. I guess I guess I'll I'll just talk about Shea to start things off. I'll be the positive one. Uh, Shea right. is un- unbelievable. Uh, it's just incredible the way that like I watched the entire game in depth. Like like you said, I was streaming it on playback, like watching it live with people, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, he has 37 points. Like it felt like it came out of nowhere almost. And something I was talking about on the stream is that. It's cool to have a player like Shea now where he was shooting 50% at half and it felt like he was having like a bad half by his standards. Like if he's at 50 or below shooting, it really feels like, wow, Shea's missing a lot tonight, which is just, it just goes to show how good he is Mm -hmm. at this point and how effective he is. Uh, His ability to just create space out of nowhere is unreal. He can like, he'll pick up his dribble and he'll just throw up a couple of shot fakes that kind of like nudge into the defender a little bit, bounce off of them and just get a look almost every single time. Uh, he's just incredible, and it's really fun to once again see a superstar caliber player like Shea for the franchise. And I should have gotten a lot more free throws tonight. There are a lot of mid-range jumpers where he got knocked down, a lot of guys in his landing space, but uh, I guess you can't get them all. You're not going to get them every single night. So uh, it was just impressive the way he was able to play through that. Uh, like I said, insane amount of mid-range jumpers. He had a standing dunk on Chemezi Metu as well, just out of nowhere, like no load over whatsoever. He's just like, I'm going to dunk on this seven-footer. And yeah, just overall, just great stuff from Shea. Uh, just continuing to be the player that we've come to know him as. So, <clears throat> bro, we got to see the full bag tonight from Shea offensively. Like, yeah, he, he was like, especially in the third quarter, like he was literally unguardable. Um, you know, he had that dunk like you talked about. He had obviously some crazy finishes at the rim, but what he was doing against this competition in the mid range, I mean, mm-hmm. turn around, fade away. Um, you know, snatch bad dribble with the pull up, like it, it was nasty. It was absolutely disgusting what he was doing. Um, you did, you realize that they put four different guys on him in the third, like they tried to mm-hmm. switch everybody and their dog on him, and he was still like, yeah, whatever. Because um, they had Davion, uh, Darren, uh, Harrison, mm-hmm. and then uh, for some reason they kept on switching that men to or is that his name? I don't Me too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't even know who he is. Um, so I don't care either. Um, uh, but yeah, like they, they just couldn't stop him. And he was still getting it just wherever the hell he wanted to, which is just amazing. 37 with four free throws. What the hell? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't uh, Metu the guy that got in a fight with Eugene in Summer League a couple years ago? That might have been Metu. That yeah. might have been Matthew. I'll, I'll I'll fact check that. 
All right, got you. I, I'm gonna keep raving about Shay because I, I wanna I wanna talk about something happy for a little bit. Um, you know, as I was talking about, like you know, the mid range, obviously, like it was going. Um, but his three was falling tonight. You know, yeah. obviously he he took more threes than usual. You know, he took three. I think his average is around like two point three, two point five, something like that at this point. Um, and he made two of them. A couple of them were just like nasty step back variety. Uh, ironically, the one he missed was off of a off of a catch and shoot. But the thing that stood out to me, man, is Shea led the team in assists with seven, but he had zero turnovers. Um, adding on to that, he had two steals, so getting it done defensively. And, uh, I mean, 37 points, man. You know, like, like you were saying, Conway, 37 points on just making three free throws is, is ridiculous. So, um, yeah. He really had the step-back three going tonight, too. He knocked down a couple of them. And yeah. also, shout out to De'Aaron Fox real quick, because the step-back three he had to end the third was – very nasty with Lou Dort there. Yeah. On that was a huge <laughs> shot for them uh, with the Thunder kind of swinging the momentum a bit. So uh, he took a page out of Shea's book. Yeah, I was I was talking to Jerry before we started. And the way that they were just like not giving Shea the respect he deserves on calls, like I know like Shea probably gets fouled every time he drives, like just because like he drives so frequently and he like lives in the paint. No, no, you're not going to get a foul call every time you go in. But there was a couple of plays tonight that, um, like, there was one where he completely broke Davion Mitchell off on a crazy snatchback mid-range and created so much space. But as he was pulling up, Mitchell, like, literally charged him <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. tackled him, and there was no call. And, you know, it, it's like I said on the, uh, the podcast where we talked about the Heat game. Like, I'm not one to blame – the rest for a loss i just ask that if you're going to call the game one way on one side call it the same way on the other side because mm. there were so many ticky tack fouls specifically on demonis sabonis that was getting called um and you know you have shea getting tackled like i was saying like, i was told jerry like i was legitimately worried shea was going to end up hurting this game because like mm. he, he hit the deck pretty hard a few it times. did feel like there were multiple times where i was worried he was going to like twist an ankle or something like that like mm-hmm. i was having a lot of really scary moments. So yeah, I can yeah, that trip. And- yeah, that trip mm-hmm. that he almost had. That one scared me. And then I was telling Dylan that one where he slid across the floor for like twelve feet. You know, there in the fourth quarter, scared the hell out of me too. It's just like I, 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 I think I'm just really scared of injuries right now. I'm just really, yeah. really scared of him. I want him to make this push to All Star break. I want us to be able to continue to stay on this ride. And we know the ride's over if he gets hurt for a good stretch of games. So, yeah. 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 I think it, I think something also like while you're talking about DeMontis Sabonis is just, it showed how, like how much we need a guy like Chet on the team and how much he's going to change things. Mm-hmm. There were so many offensive rebounds or, you know, guys like try just like kind of grabbing Sabonis or there were also a few where he really didn't get grabbed. Like the one at the end of the game, he kind of grabbed J-Dub's arm first and mm-hmm. then he got fouled. Um, but it just shows how much we need a guy like him, someone that can be uh, physical down low, just has the length to go up and get there and be a force down low blocking shots because, you know, we played Moose at some points. Uh, we played J-Wo, but neither of them are like super imposing rim protectors. Mm-hmm. So having a guy like a Chet is going to make the world of difference because I tweeted about the game and so many people are like, we need a center, like we need a rebound or a shot blocker. And I'm like, we have all of that in Chet. He just... He just got hurt before the season, so. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And kind of, you know, switching gears, like, talking about that. 
Um, I mean, we, we could still like talk about the game, obviously, like th- that happened and that was important. But um, I think this game specifically, more than any in recent memory, really highlighted how much not having like uh, any type of semblance of a real big man is hurting us out there. Like, you know, like we said, but Jay will like, I thought Jay will did an admirable job on Demonis bonus for the most part. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the dude's an all-star, like he's going to get his one way or another, but I, I thought he did, you know, do well in spots, but specifically at the end of the game, when we're like, when we're pushing, we're trying to, you know, we're getting stops, but we can't secure the rebound in order to give ourselves a chance to score on the other end to like fight back. Like, I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about it? Do you think like this is something we just let it ride and wait, like we got Chet waiting in the wings this year? Or do you think that, you know, the organization wants this team to have a legitimate shot at the play in playoffs? And I'm not saying like, you know, like I said, the last podcast, like I'm not saying like, you know, you bring in somebody you want to have long-term necessarily, like obviously you want long-term prospects, but how do you guys feel about bringing in somebody just to be like a stop yet there and uh, as a big man? I'm going to say no. And the reason why is because we've proven over a bunch of games against very good bigs. One's better than Sabonis, like an Embiid. Um, and, you know, playing way bigger teams than us, like in the Nets. Um, granted, you know, Kevin Durant not playing really impacted that game. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've proven that we can play this type of ball. And this type of ball, if, if you look at it in some of the models that you've seen, especially and specifically the Warriors, all right, like if you're making shots and you're able to get those boards, you can close that gap up very, very, very quickly and allow yourself to win games, right? That's kind of what happened over the last, what were we on a four-game winning streak prior to this? Mm-hmm. That's what kind of happened during that, right? We had Miles Turner, who's an excellent rebounder, you know what I mean? Excellent rim protector. And we we're able to just kill him all game. Did the same thing with Embiid. So I don't think that you you pull the lever right now in that situation, considering that over the next two drafts, especially not this year's, but next year's, like we're going to unload some of these picks, you know what I mean, and, and fill out the rest of this roster. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're just going to have to at some point, or maybe this summer we do that. Um, I just don't want to do it too prematurely especially with a guy like Chet on, on, on the bench injured. And um, I, I just believe in this model. I think, I think it can still win. Um, I mean, you didn't, what are we 23 and 25 now? Is that where we're at right now? As far 22 as and 24. Okay. Thank you. Um, mm. So, you know, you don't win 22 games. And if you look at our 24 losses, a big chunk of those were, you know, five points or less you know, where they were coming down to the last shot or the last couple of shots. Um, and you'd be surprised how many games we've won the rebounding battle on too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've won the rebounding battle a lot this year, um, but not even like just a few. There's been a few games where it's been double digits up and over. Um, so with my professional and expert opinion, <laughs> no, you don't pull the lever just yet. You just kind of ride this one out. I think if you can bring in 
Yeah, I don't like the idea of bringing just like a guy for the moment. If you can bring in a guy that you think works long term or like for the next few seasons, like I know Mo Bomb is an example people always go to, but say you look at like just like a, like a young center that just could theoretically make sense to have on this roster going forward to the future. Sure, if there's like a guy that's out there cheap, I don't see why not. You you bring someone in. Worst case, you get someone that like, I, at least have like a couple of years of team control. You don't want like a one and done type guy. Mm-hmm. But say you bring in a a young like big man type player, just someone who can grab some boards and stuff like that. Sure. I don't see why not just bring somebody in to kind of be a body. And as long as they're going to be someone that can be here beyond this season two, I think that's perfectly fine. So it would also, of course, you know, it depends what the player is in particular and what the compensation looks like. Yeah. I know we always talk about like Baisley in a second or something like that. Cause Bays didn't play a single minute in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, also no Aaron Wiggins in this one, which I was kind of surprised about that. We didn't see any wigs out there but um yeah so i think that if say you like basically in a second or a couple seconds gets you a decent young big who can just kind of fill in and be a piece for the foreseeable future or if even if you get to like the the um the off season and you decide hey we don't really need him anymore sure i'm okay with that yeah and i mean you know to your point uh, I don't believe this organization is not tanking as long as they continue to not start Aaron Wiggins like i mean it's proven that if you start Aaron Wiggins, you're going to win basketball games. Um, Undefeated. I, so, I mean, you know, if we were serious about winning tonight, uh, you know, should have started with Aaron Wiggins. But, yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I just it, – it's definitely it's definitely overreaction theater um, with me on that. But, like, tonight, like I said, it, it just felt really glaring, uh, specifically at the end. Like, each rebound more bat-breaking than the other. But – there, there were some other things that uh, led to us, you know, not being in position to, or I mean, we was in position to win, but not being able to, you know, put it all together for the win tonight. Um, let, let, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's do a segment, and we're gonna call it. Um, Tony Brothers sucks, but <laughs> it's a very specific segment can that we can only do every. Yeah. Every few games. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to let go of the free throw disparity tonight off a 20 to 17 fouls, like for both teams. Like, I just, I, I can't get over that. Cannot. Like, if you just take away and, like, even out our free throws, we probably win this game, like, easily. Granted, yeah, we missed a few at the end. Who? Kenny missed two. Shea missed one. Anyone else miss any? Um, um, I don't believe so. We posted um, at the same time. Jalen Williams missed one early. Okay, okay, yeah, but I, I, I look at that and I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'll, I'll be hot about that for a little bit, just because I, wanna... I think that's to me that takes the pace out of one team and allows another team to kind of get that advantage. And and um, if you look at the third quarter scoring, that's where like at least 15 of their points came from out of the 32, mm-hmm. maybe like 12. It was, it was high though. Real quick. What do y'all do? Do y'all know Cambridge Williams free throw percentage on the season? Oh, oh it's, it's under 50, right? I want, yeah. I want you to, yeah. Yeah. Take a guess as to what it is. I think it's like 41%. I'm going to say 44.7, 42.9% right now. Dang. So yeah. it, that's ridiculous. It's, it's weird because he's still – I think he's still shooting like 40% from three on the season or around he that. Is. And yeah. I just don't get it, man. Like it's – we've needed him in a couple spots to hit some free throws. And I love Kenny, like regardless of the free throw issues and stuff like that, still 
very valuable to have as a player on the team, but it's just so weird that that's like such a big problem for him. Not like, not even like, because early in the season he was shooting like 60%, which is bad, but you know, it's like, you can live with that, I guess. Yeah. You want to see be like 70 or at least or something like that. But 43 is absurd. That's, that's probably like the second lowest in the league. I think next to like Steven Adams. Yeah. That's, hey. that's worse than Andre Robertson. Yeah. yeah hey, that's... Kenny, if you're listening, you might want to start shooting at one hand like that one guy. Uh, Jeremy so oh, yeah there you go um, you shoot a granny shot like freaking Rick Barry dude do something different brother do something different I don't know what it is but do something different yeah then you could be the guy that shoots free throws like uh with, with the granny shot and you know people like you for it but yeah I mean let's talk about man I mean Kenny he was uh you know he filled up stat sheet a little bit he had 3.6 rebounds three assists um, one of eight shooting, one of six from deep, oh two from the stripe, like we mentioned. And there was one sequence where we got like Giddy specifically got multiple offensive rebounds. Yep. And I think Kenrich missed three three pointers in a row. Yep. Yeah. He did. He, it was rough, man, because I expect Kenny to knock those down. Like he had that one pretty deep contested one earlier in the game that it felt mm-hmm. like I was like, oh, okay, like he's kind of got it tonight. If he's knocking a shot down like that. But yeah, there was like a mid-range jumper. I remember that he missed. I didn't love the shot attempt, but he's hit those before. So I was cool with it. Like you said, he had like two or three open threes in a row that he just kept missing the free throws. Uh, It just wasn't really his night. And so I was kind of surprised that he was still like the guy that we went to at the end there instead Mm -hmm. of like a Jay Will or a Moose or, you know, even if it like an Aaron Wiggins could have come in and had like a spot minute or something like that. So. Well, Moose shot just as bad Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, yeah, Moose struggled. Yeah, I think he only made that one corner three. Or was it the one from – no, he made – No, he made the the corner, yeah. Did he make one from the top of the key two there at the end? No, no, he just had the corner three. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm blaming his dad for that one because he said, oh, the Kings are lucky, you know, in half, going to half or maybe in the third quarter. It was like the Kings are lucky that Moose is in a slump. And I'm like, gosh dang it. And I just asked – Daddy Muscala to never say the word slump again during a game. So, and he said that he agreed to it. So, um, yeah, no, we just didn't have that shooting in that, in that third quarter. Usually we win those third quarters by a pretty healthy margin. I think we were negative, like at least seven, maybe more than that. We we were outscored by 10 in the third quarter, which is crazy because we were up like six at halftime, I think. Yeah, it was Um, seven. seven. So we're up seven Seven, at halftime. And the third quarter is usually when we extend our lead. So I was like, we're in a really good spot. And we just we just got kind of killed in that quarter. We just yeah. couldn't really seem to – despite Shea going off, we just couldn't get stops consistently. Well, yeah, it wasn't it even that, too. Yeah, it wasn't even that, though, also. Like, if you looked at, like, most of our possessions, we, were, we weren't doing anything on the interior. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, th- I think we only had maybe five or six possessions, other, you know, outside of Shea that went to the rim. Um, mm-hmm. or had any action down towards the rim. Everybody was just kind of just standing on the outside trying to clear it out. And, um, you know, the, the the Kings played a good game plan and just like, hey, let them shoot it. Like, screw it. I mean, what's it, the worst we can lose here? So, um, and I just, that's where I was really disappointed at tonight in, in us not continuing to do what we know that wins games, mm-hmm. um, which is going downhill. So, uh, yeah. Stupid Tony Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Every chance you get, right? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. I mean, just. I mean, just, I mean, just talking about it, man. I mean, like three pointers. I think we made twelve threes in in the first half. We did. 
Um, and we were shooting like 50%. So I think it was 12, 24. So yep. we made four of our next 16, uh, into the game shooting 40% from three. So like, you know, respectable percentage, but like the far cry that it was from the first to the second half was like, was loud, man. Like, uh, Wendy missed his only three point attempt in which he thought he was <sighs> Steph Curry and a pull, dribble pull up and the fast break. I <laughs> immediately when Mike Mike Brown called a timeout right after that, and he was Lindy was immediately benched. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. you out, <laughs> like yeah. I was well, wait, uh, good. I was gonna say what what kills me on this though, like we still won for as bad as it seemed. We still won the points in the paint battle too, fifty to forty four against them. Yeah, and you know, like what the hell are you doing, Lindy? shooting it like that, even though it was really nice of you to take a picture with me on my birthday. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm really saying, bad. man. But there's just a better shot to be had by just, like, pull it back out and, you know, set up the offense, and you'll probably get a cleaner look from three. <laughs> yeah. one. It was a one-on-three, and you're like, all right, six feet off the line. Yak them. Uh, let me just toss it up there real quick, uh, looking like me at the half-court contest next week. He, he didn't uh, even like set his feet. Like his feet was in, like they were like scissor stance. Like it, it was, it was just so ugly. <laughs> like, yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible, man. Um, Trey, man, yeah, he, you know, they, they both played about seven minutes. Uh, Trey had a really nice move inside. Um, I actually think he uh, his other move was really nice. He just missed the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he didn't contribute much to this when he had two points. Um, you know, we talked about Moose. Obviously, he made the corner three, missed all of his above the break threes, which is really where like he gets his bread and butter. Um, you know, we, we've talked about you know bad shooters. I mean, let's let's talk about the greatest free was, agent signing the Thunder. I was going to say had. we need we need to talk about Isaiah Joe. I had so many Kings fans that I saw in my time on that were like, I never want to see Isaiah Joe again because it's just. I don't think it's a stretch to say he's been he's one of the better shooters in the league this season. Like, you know, he's shooting mm-hmm. over four attempts per game. Uh after that after this one, his three point percentage probably even went up from like yeah, forty four. Yeah, it went up from forty four point four, I think is what he was at originally. Um, I'll go ahead and check it real quick. But uh yeah, it's just been it's absurd that we were able to get him for nothing, just like as a free agent signing. He legitimately is the best free agent signing we have ever had. And that's oh, yeah. not even – I don't even think there's much of a debate there with who else it is. But with the – just the amount of value that he brings to this team. And I saw – I think it was a post from Thunder Focus. Uh, but it was like comparing Isaiah Joe's minutes like as they scaled up over the course of this season mm-hmm. to our three-point percentage as a team. It's like so like clearly like correlated because not only Joe shoots well, but he – also like just provide so much spacing for the team additionally it's it's just amazing to see i you know my brother's a philly fan he said multiple times like i can't believe we gave up isaiah joe i just i can't believe the sixers gave up isaiah joe for basically nothing well literally nothing so yeah no he's he's killing the game right now like absolutely just killing the game and um it's it's amazing to me how teams like how many games has he done this At, at least a dozen by now, right, where he's just went completely off um, or just shot at a very high clip. And it's like nobody reads their scouting report with him for like the first three quarters, and then finally they wake up in the fourth quarter and start guarding him. Because mm-hmm. um, what is he, like seven for – Seven or 13. No, that's what he finished with. But I think – or he was like six of like 
eight at one point, if I'm remembering right, because he missed a whole bunch there at the mm-hmm. end. He did. Um, but he rattled off like three in a row there in the second quarter, I believe is when it was, uh, or like made three consecutively whenever he shot it. Um, I just, I, I just love me some Isaiah. I, I think that <laughs> if he can, um, if he can hone in his defense just a little bit better and, you know, some of those easy little things, um, God. Yeah. What, what, what a value? What a value? 45.4%. Um, on the year, and he is fourth in the league in terms of three-point shooting percentage behind Luke Kennard, KCP, and Damian Lee. Uh, how many – does he have this, like, way less attempts? He has 4.3 attempts. He's actually right around the ballpark because all of them – Damian Lee is 3.8, KCP is 4.4, and Luke Kennard is four a game. The, so. the elite shooters in the league only. Yeah. yeah what a list. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, I mean he's he's been crazy, man. Back to back games of seven to twelve, or at least seven to twelve uh, three point attempts. Um, I, I mean he's just he was insane. I mean single handedly almost brought us back in this game offensively, mm-hmm. like defensively, like you know guys were flying all over the court trying to get the you know that last turnover to you know push us over the edge, and he missed a couple too. Like I'd be remiss to say that you know he did miss a couple of those shots that uh, mm-hmm. you know really could have brought us back, but. You know, he made one to cut it to three with like six seconds left. And uh, I, I, I mean, you know, he caused Kevin Herter or Herter to uh, step out of bounds after that three on the steal. Like Isaiah Joe almost did it again. We almost mm. had a flashback to the Dallas game. Yep. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, he, he's been, he's been absolutely insane. Uh, and I just, I just love him, man, and I uh, I apologize for ever suggesting that he tricked us. Yeah, no, never. Isaiah Joe would never do that, Dylan. Oh yeah, he's yeah. too but, kind. Yeah, the, the other thing I wanted to mention is uh, he actually tied for the uh, second in rebounds for the team tonight with six. Uh, I was really impressed with his work on the glass. Like he was he was mixing up with those guys. So yeah, shout out Isaiah Joe. Um, all right, let's uh let's talk about Jalen Williams here. So, like, you know, his stat line doesn't look bad, like 13 points, two assists, one rebound. It's bad if you picked his over um prize pick for assists and rebounds, which was seven and a half, and he got three, but that's besides the point. Um, five and nine shooting, one to three from deep, hit both of his free throw attempts. Um, the thing with me, and you know, I kind of talked with Jerry about this before we started, like he was he like he was a big part of what we were doing in the first early in the first quarter and it felt like he just kind of disappeared until like the beginning of the fourth i think he rattled off like four or five straight points and that was kind of all we heard from him yep mm-hmm. yeah yep. it did feel, it did feel like he kind of faded into the background a little bit and i think that is still part of what this team's trying to figure out is how often do you go to like you know, Shea take over and how often do you go to like, you know, feed it, like, like see how many shots all these different people can get and like kind of move the ball a little bit. Of course, you know, Shea also operates within the flow of the offense. He's not like a ball stop or anything like that, but I do think there is kind of, we're still trying to figure out what that kind of share looks like on this team, because I, I mean, I think we've done a good job of doing that and we really did need Shea to take over tonight because uh, it felt like we, I think it was Dolan actually who tweeted this out 
there, it felt like we were watching like a young team tonight, like the second youngest team in NBA history. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of pa- a lot of passes at the end, like at the end in the fourth quarter. There was one that I thought was hilarious when uh, Jay Will got oh it and Dort was in the corner, the and he like ran back. He threw like the hardest, like the fastest pass I've ever seen in my entire. He like put all of his force into that straight into the dirt, <laughs> like under Dort's legs. It was so funny. That one had me cracking up. Uh, but it was like things like that. It felt like guys were just fumbling their handle. The passes were all off. It just felt like it was a young team playing in like, and I know gold one center where the Kings play has been one of the best fan environments this entire season, according Mm. to a lot of people. And whenever I watch a Kings game, like they are packed in there. So it might've gotten to them a little bit. Like they might've kind of felt the spotlight in that moment of like, Oh my gosh, like this is a big game for us. And I think we did see kind of some of those young moment so i wonder if that also affected you know how like j-dub played or some of these other guys performed um i don't know j-dub also had that one layup where yeah he switched hands i was stunned he missed that like the second he went up with that i'm like oh great take jay and then he missed it i was like how did he because he never misses those so i was Mm -hmm. shocked and at the end of the game he had that one crazy layup that like went like up and under the exact same one but (laughs) so i don't know he I, I think we're all just really spoiled with him right now because he should have mm-hmm. been having more of this happening more uh-huh. often, right? Especially coming in and, and being a rookie and everything. And he's just been playing so hot for what, like the last 10 games, it feels like, where mm-hmm. um, he's been just head and shoulders probably way above than where he should be at. Um, and and credit, credit to the Kings, man, like, that's one of his downfalls is that he gets stuck in the air sometimes um, and he jumps a little bit too early and, and um, they definitely schemed up for that. You know what I mean? Where they were having to force him in some really precarious positions and they're forcing him to some weird switches too. I mean, he had five personal fouls tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever really gets even close to five most games. And I could just be completely wrong about that, but it just doesn't feel like he has a lot, but it seemed like every other damn possession, he was getting a foul call on him or something. Um, so I think that this is, you know, I, I just saw a tweet from the thunder where uh, Mark Dagnall or Dagnall, however the hell you say it, um, uh, said something along the lines, you know, there's no better way for this team to learn uh, to grow than to be stress tested like we were tonight. Right. And it definitely showed with the young guys. You know what I mean? That stress test yeah. definitely showed mm-hmm, up. For I mean, sure. Trey, I mean, I, I think Trey got pulled so early is because he couldn't guard anything. You know what I mean? Like everybody was getting around him. Uh, everybody was getting a shot up over him. Um, you know, you, you look at Jada, uh, you know, and his kind of struggles. You look at uh, Jay Will, you know what I mean? He, he had some like, probably easy looks and just completely, you know, missed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'd, we just been spoiled lately. Like I'm, I'm starting to like <laughs> calm down a little bit and like come back to reality and, in, in the sense of this. And, um, we had a hell of a run against some really great teams and we just have to chalk it up and say, Hey, like this is the third team in the Western conference right now that we played tonight. And, um, They've been battle tested and proven so far this season. Uh, 
credit to them and credit to Tony Brothers for giving them such a big free throw disparity <laughs> tonight. Um, I, I thought for a second we were going to hear you give credit to the Kings, but no, 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 no credit to them though too. I mean, their their rebounding is what keeps them in games. I think they're ranked like at least top ten in rebounds a game, um, mostly due to Sabonis and um, NBA's leading rebounder. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So that's even more impressive. So um, you just, you just look at that and you know me, I, I say two things when games rebounds and free throws, those two things will win you more ball games at the NBA level than anything else. <laughs> we were lacking both. <laughs> say what? So we were lacking both tonight. It, most definitely. We those are going to be our fundamentals in the, the Thunder media basketball tournament. Yes, we, we won't be playing free throws, but we will make we will make. I was about to say. Yep, we know we're gonna have all of our broccoli during that. Um, yeah. No skittles, need, all broccoli. I don't skittles. need broccoli or skittles, so I'm good. Yeah, you eat chicken tenders without any <laughs> dipping sauce. So Dylan, I'll eat, I'll eat three servings of broccoli and skittles before the game to eat as much for you as is no, like man. necessary. Let's go, man. Wait. This was up. I'm gonna throw uh, up on the court. <laughs> uh one of one of the uh I, I need to pull up this stat sheet. One of the other things I want to talk about, it, it might be the kind of last thing I wanted to talk about this, is you know, much like um Jalen Williams, Giddy didn't have like a terrible game stat wise, 15, 10, and 5, like still a great game for a second year player. Um definitely kept us in it uh, with some of those rebounds down the stretch. Huge. Um, seven of 13 shooting one of four from three. And, you know, I kind of brought this up, uh, in our chat the other day, uh, and Giddy's last six games. Now he's shooting 20% from three. So I know that he went through that hot stretch since the beginning of December, but he's starting to come back down to earth. Now I'm not saying this is who he is, but I'm saying, you know, to borrow a word from Bob Muscala, Giddy's in a little bit of a slump shooting wise. And, Not only that, you know, he uh, he also, you know, you was talking, Jerry, about some of the mistakes that Trey was making defensively. Uh, Giddy made a couple really quick mistakes early defensively. Uh, I think it was uh, Huerter got him on a 45 cut, like just left him in the dust. Yep. Um, there was another one where it's supposed to be a switch off. And <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And uh, Giddy just made no attempt to switch back to the guy. He got an easy look down low, like, you know, and. It is important to note, like, the context that you brought up, Cone, the the tweet that Dolan brought up, like, is a really young team. Like, as mature as Giddy is and as good as we've seen him be, like, he's still a second-year player. He's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And this team, not only are they, like, the second youngest team in league history, they're the youngest team right now in the four major sports, like, as an average. Mm-hmm. I saw a graphic about that the other day. Like, that blew my mind. And it's ironic because, you know, I was thinking while the game was happening, like it felt like we went to our early season offense um, in this game. It felt like we went to you didn't see guys, you know, kind of moving off each other, you know, feeling out where they're going to be. 
Um, mm-hmm. You didn't see really like the Shea Giddy two man combo that has been working so well these like last 10 games. You saw guys that were shell shocked, couldn't make a shot, couldn't get to the rim, gave the ball to Shea and said, go do something because it's, it's not working for us. Yep. And th- th- what's great about it is Shea is good enough that he's going to go do something and he can keep you in these games and you might win a couple of these games, but it's not sustainable. So yeah. We just gotta, you know, well, take this one on the chin and you know, be be ready for the next game. Well, staying on the Giddy thing, right? Like his minutes seemed way down. Uh, he only played twenty nine tonight, and he averages what, like thirty three a game, give or take, thirty two a game. Um, and he didn't come in sooner in that fourth quarter because he usually comes in what between mm-hmm. the six and the five minute mark, and he finally got in on the other side of the four minute mark. Um. So, like, I don't know what was going on with that, if it was more of a, a defensive-minded type of situation where where a coach was just wanting to try to get some stops and rattle those together and give the ball to Shea. But, um, yeah, we just – it was just a piss-poor display of good rebounding. And, um, I mean, hell – the Kings made a bunch of tough shots tonight, though, too. Good Lord, they made a bunch of tough, mm-hmm. tough, tough shots. And they also had some really, like, I think all of Keegan Murray's there in the fourth were uncontested. Uh, maybe one of them was. The rest of them were just wide freaking open because of just bad defensive rotations. There was one where uh, it was Isaiah Joe and I think Dort. And they both got pretty much like crisscrossed and no one ran out on, he was on the, the uh, right wing and just drained it. So yeah. Um, I just hate you, Tony brothers so much. And uh, it all comes back. Oh, he better hope he's not repping that Cavs game. Cause I wonder if I can check that. Yeah. If, if, if he's there, we're going, oh to the Omni. My God. we're going to the Omni post game and I'm definitely going to find them at that sports bar. Cause I have a feeling that's where they all go after the games. I didn't uh, even consider that as a possibility. Uh, they're, they're not posted until 9am the day. All right. We'll, we'll um, find out. So, Hey, Friday night, we don't have plans yet at post game, but let me tell you, if Tony brothers is there. I might make a shirt with Sharpie on a white T-shirt that says "I hate <laughs> brothers" um, and wear it around. So, I um, won't be the first time he's seen that. I feel like. Oh, probably not. He probably doesn't even care, though. He's desensitized uh, to it. Yeah, but yeah, tough game. I think we're just spoiled, though. We, are. we definitely spoiled. are. Yeah, it's it's so crazy to think about how close this team is when they're the second youngest team in NBA history. And we keep saying that stat, but I think it really does. Uh, it just says a lot about how far ahead of schedule this team is without the second overall pick in this past year's draft. That is a perfect God. fit for everything we do. God. So uh, it'll be really nice next season. I also want to give a quick shout out to Lou Dort, who's shooting 41.5% from three over oh, yeah, the last 20 games. Uh, <laughs> so shout out to Lou Dort. Yeah. He's really not. Yeah, he was really good in the first in the first quarter. I think he hit like three threes. Uh, yep. He was amazing. Kind of disappeared a little bit down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, you know, it just kind of felt like a few guys faded away. He ended up fouling out at the end too, which that last foul was questionable. Yeah, it, it was a foul on Dort, but there was the Jadab foul beforehand where that's what I said. His arm, I, so 
Yeah, I literally told Dylan that before. I was just like, how in the heck are you going to call a foul there but not with Sabonis literally hooking him to where he yeah. couldn't have fair position there? Yeah. And, you know, some of Lou's disappearance, like, was in the third quarter, if you look at it. And he was trying to get to the rim. Like, mm-hmm. no one else was trying. And he was just like, well, screw it. I'm going to get down there then if, if no one else wants to. And I think he missed, like, three or four layups in a row. He did uh, miss a couple bunnies. Yeah. But he – or just, like, really tough contest. But, yeah, his three-point three point shooting has just been amazing lately. And uh, credit to Chip. Um, we love you, man. We hope you're doing well. Because <laughs> uh, I know you're listening. But uh, – was it Dort that uh, that got blocked on his dunk attempt that led to the three Kenrich threes? Uh, he he missed. He like just missed the dunk. He oh, just he kinda didn't dunk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of slammed it off back rim, which was unfortunate because that was he was rumbling down the lane like he had a wide open dunk. Yeah. Um, it happens. But yeah, I mean, it was a fun game. Like we keep saying, we're spoiled at this point because this yeah. was supposed to be another year where we don't make the playoffs, and there still is a shot that we don't. But the fact that we're even in this conversation at the moment with what we've got going on right now and, you know, the world is starting to take notice of the Thunder. A lot of national media outlets are talking about us. Um, so it's just cool to see that this team's kind of getting back to it. We're feeling competitive hoops again. And I'm just – I'm really excited now, like, way more – or just, like, the closer we get to um, the meetup that we're doing in, like, less than a week now – it's, it's it's just crazy, really exciting baby. uh just how good this team is we're gonna get to see them play some cool competition too against the Cavs and then the Warriors which turns into because of the standings a pretty important game for trying to make the playing tournament or at least catching up to some of these squads so yeah. uh I'll be there at the Warriors game um so I'm excited for that one and yeah but the Cavs one should be fun uh seeing Donovan Mitchell go up against Shea hopefully I know we suffered a groin injury he didn't play tonight so hopefully he's good to go by the time yeah. that game rolls around. I would imagine that he is. Um, but, yeah, excited for that one. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a blast. And, you know, it's funny. Like, we're, we're we're sitting here, like, at least me. Like, I'm sitting here belly aching about tonight's loss. But uh, we could we could go to Denver on Sunday and shock the world again. And, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll be riding the high again, talking about how we're going to be in the playoffs and not the play-in. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just just start the cycle all over again. I mean, that's that's the Thunder team. But um, it, it is important to note uh, Uzma Jang has been uh, mm-hmm. assigned to the Oklahoma City Blues. So sounds like he's ramping up for a return. So, Come on, Ooze. We need you, man. The Jen Gang needs you. I uh, know. I'm ready for that Poku tweet. I don't care who you are. I want Poku back so Buddy. badly right now. Imagine, I... imagine Poku <laughs> playing Jalen's or uh, Jay Will's minutes tonight. I, uh, I, I think it'd be better. Theoretically, but I mean, dude, I don't. I don't know. He's got a broke leg, right? Uh, it's, it's, well, it's like a minor fracture. I literally like went down like the doctor rabbit hole after it came out <laughs> and, uh, it doesn't need surgery. So it kind of just has to heal on its own and mm-hmm. you have to give it its time to allow it to. Um, cause if you don't, your risk at, um, you know, another injury to the same leg is like stupid high. Now, if he would have like broke it, broke it. Yeah. He probably would have been out all season. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Ooze, Poku, JRE, like, yeah, we need them all, Batman. Like JRE, like that's that's the guy that I like circle. Like you know, obviously Chet, but like after that JRE, like if we had JRE tonight, I think that 
we could have theoretically won this game because, you know, you mix it up inside a little bit with Sabonis. Obviously, he's, he's going to be good for some rebounds. He's been out for so long. I yeah. know, man. And uh, the word on the, you know, the latest word is Dagnall said that he's not even to the point where he could be considered day to day yet. So yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. It makes me sad. Uh, it yeah, had to be that bad a one, man. It was probably damn near a, a a break if he's still sitting out that that bad with some ligament damage or something. Because there's no reason not to have him on there. It's either that or we're playing our old tricks from last year, where it's like, oh yeah, he has a stubbed toe. We're gonna sit him out for the next six games. Um, but yeah, oh man, J. Rob against Sabonis would have been just beautiful. Imagine J. Rob just being able to do pick and pops and not have Sabonis just stand in the paint. Um, the whole game and just the switches. Oh gosh, I'm starting to get happy again. Let's stop it. Yeah, yeah. This the switches would have been would have been great off of Sabonis's illegal screens. Oh my um, God. But anyways, <laughs> um, all right, boys. Well, I, I think I, I've talked to about as much about this game that I want to. Did you guys have anything else you want to bring up? Uh, just one small thing. I hate you, Tony. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I knew exactly where that one was going. <laughs> you could ask me what Jerry wanted to say, and I would have told you that. Yeah, see, that's why me and Cone are like wrong. Uh, we have ESPN together. I let my guard down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like I did with my dad. Um, oh God. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess, really, just the last thing is, uh, Tony Brothers, man, come on, it's uh, ridiculous. Um, I got you, Jerry. Thanks, Cone. No, and uh, I have full faith that we're going to get a dub in Denver, though. Um, book it that right would, now. That would be a huge win to beat. Um, I, they're basically tied right now with the Celtics for the best record in the NBA. Yeah, um, yeah they're 34, 33 and 13. Celtics are 34 and 12. So one game behind them for the best record in the league. It'll be interesting. Their shooters have been ridiculous this whole season. I mean, Jokic is – what did he what did he put up today? He might be up to averaging a triple double. He's gonna do it by the way. He's gonna join Russ as yeah, like one of the three players to ever average a triple double. Man. It's gonna happen. So yeah. um no, he, he's at, he definitely will. He's at nine point nine right now. So I think we always do a good job against Jokic, but Aaron Gordon's the one I'm worried about. Every time we play the Nuggets, Aaron Gordon just destroys us. So he's been so good this year though. Yes, he he's been like uh, basically like a borderline all-star. I don't know if y'all saw the... Uh, don't even the, say it, because I would just want to punch him in the face for even saying that. The NBA is, was like... Or like he, Aaron Gordon said, I'll do the dunk contest if I'm an all-star, is what he said. Oh, uh, so, man. You had your chance in Orlando, jerk off. Get out of here. You're not even that good. Uh, you just get to have space because of everybody else. But uh, this Thunder team does... How many times have we lost two two or more in a row. Like it, it hasn't happened that often this season. It doesn't feel like, I know we like beginning of the season it did, but ever since yeah, like 10 games in, yeah, we haven't lost back-to-back games in a while. It feels like, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm running the, the percentages there and uh, going to say that we're going to get this dub. I like it. Uh, all right. Well, let's close out uh, kind of looking a little bit to the future here. Um, so next Thursday is when I fly into OKC. Kind of, are you flying in Thursday? Yeah, I'm getting there Thursday around like two. So, yeah, I, I'm getting in around like one thirty. So, yeah. So go. what I'm thinking, Dylan, is we might just hang out there at the airport and greet Cone and Papa Cone as they're coming into the airport. All right. 
So, so what you're saying is they get a better greeting than me. I see how it is. Uh, you get to see Nina first, so get the hell out of here, dude. Uh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Get to see Nina's. Yeah. All right, that works. Um, what was I going to say? Though, for it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, Thursday, next Thursday, you know, that's when me and Cohen are both arriving at OKC. But it is also when All-Star starters are going to be announced on TNT. Uh, Cohen, you have your uh, finger on the pulse of the NBA more than anybody on this podcast. Obviously, there's been some national guys come out on their podcast and on television shows and mm-hmm. say that Shea deserves to be a starter. Uh, Bill Simmons said, I'm putting it in a Sharpie. Zach Lowe agreed with him. What do you think, man? Do you think Shea has a shot to be a starter on Thursday? Zero percent. There's not even <laughs> there's not even a slight shot. Um, yep. As as much as he may be, you know, deserving to be in that conversation alongside like Steph and Luca, he's not going to have the votes. I mean, Steph and Luca are so far ahead vote wise, and that makes up fifty percent of the vote. Uh, they've got a lot of respect from national media and stuff like that too. So Shea will one hundred percent be an All Star. Like I don't mm-hmm. even think that's a question. Yeah. But yeah, I would put it at like, I think it's like literally 0% that he ends up being a starter. I think it's going to pretty comfortably be Curry and Luka there in the backcourt. And I think Shea will be like the third, fourth guy on there, like right next to John Morant. Yep. Mm, That burns me up that he's going to be under Ja because I think that Shea's been better than Ja this year. I mean, the the good thing is they don't like, I'm glad they don't say like, this is our fourth guard or anything like that. So that's. That's helpful. And I think, you know, it'll be still cool to see Shea. I hope they actually do, like, because they haven't been selling all-star jerseys for, like, most players recently. I'm hoping there is an opportunity to get an all-star jersey. Oh, yeah. Or at least, like, some type of shirt for Shea, because uh, a few years ago when he should have made it the year over Mike Conley, um, those yeah. all-star jerseys were super nice. And I really wanted to get a Shea all-star jersey that year, and he didn't make it. So, yeah. whatever. Whatever. I'm not mad. I'm not upset about it. Dude, Thunder Nation will buy the crap out of that jersey. Yeah, they were. Yeah, so yeah, yeah no, nah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I got an outside hope. I'm gonna give give a one percent chance that you know maybe, just maybe somebody uh, has has a fetish for Shea basketball and they want him to be a starter. So that that that's my hope. But yeah, I mean, I I think that you know, like I guess like you said, you know, third or fourth guard. Um, yeah, I remember back when uh, Russ didn't make it as a starter, but he was like the very first guy announced on the reserve squad. It's like that's gonna be Shea, and that that's mm-hmm. gonna give me vindication. I'll be I'll be okay with that. Next year yeah. he'll be a starter. So. They they are still doing the same format where they pick teams and stuff too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. also very curious to see like because yeah. because LeBron's basically locked in as a captain, but Giannis overtook KD in the voting. So we'll see which one of them is the captain for the Eastern Conference. But yeah, I'm really curious to see where Shea gets drafted, like yeah. off that bench, because mm-hmm. I, think, I think I think it'll I think it'll say a lot about kind of how people view. And I know there have been a subject section of Thunder fans that have been talking about like, oh, KD back to OKC someday. So if he's a captain and he picks Shea pretty early, it'll only add the fuel to that fire. Hey, we know KD's a fan of his game. You know, he talks about we do. it. In his, uh, we know, we know Jerry's a fan of uh, Kevin Durant and Tony Brothers. <laughs> Uh, I know, and, and I actually said this. Uh, now I didn't put it out there in the universe, but I was having a conversation with somebody at work. I was like, "Yeah, like if he wants to like come on down and not like take all of our money, um, and hang out for a season or two, I'm completely down with it at this point." Um, do I still hate your guts and think that <laughs> we could have won, uh, you know, a ring the very next year? Uh, absolutely, but. Um, 
we would have 100 percent won the next year we yes. al horford comes into town we have yes. um russ oladipo al horford kevin durant stephen <sighs> adams you have all the pieces to still go trade for Paul George and Carmelo. Yeah, you, you do. Yeah. Have, you do have all the pieces. God, imagine that type of squad. You put Russ, PG, Kevin Durant, Horford, what? and Stephen Adams, or Andre Robertson still there. Like, come on, dude. Oh yeah, it's over. Resign waiters. It's fine. We don't need Al Horford as a free agent signing. We have Isaiah Joe. We don't need him. No, we could have just brought back Derek Fisher and still won, and he was retired already. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. If you think um, about it, that Thunder team and like the 2016 Thunder team, they were an Isaiah Joe away from beating the Warriors. That's all I'm saying. Pretty yeah. much. Well, or a nuclear game six by Clay away, like him not doing that away mm-hmm. from I- Isaiah Joe matches him shot for shot, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Isaiah Joe and Herder was going to go shot for shot tonight for a second. Man, yeah. Kevin Herder is the biggest fucking bum. I swear to God. Like, I love Herder, dude. No, I can't. Really, I can't stand him. Dude. He's really good. He's no, really like, good. Tavon, baby. No, his 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 three is nice. Like I I can't even like hate on that. But like, if you're an opposing team, why are you not trying to get the mismatch on him the whole game? Because he could not guard his way out of a wet paper bag. Like he just can't. There were so many times where he was just fouling and the calls weren't, you know, happening for us, of course, because Tony Brothers was officiating the game. But, um, like, and we got the uh, Tony Brothers counter going. Yeah. Oh, it's at least at 12 now. Yeah. No, it's higher than that. Um, Tony Brothers, 13. Yeah. There we go. No, I, I, yeah. I, I hate Kevin Herter. Hate him with the Hawks. Hate him here. Just you hate him as much as Tony Brothers? Uh, no. Okay. Um, absolutely not. I'm, I'm glad we have 14. a scale here. So yeah, it's like it's like my dad is up here, <laughs> right? Tony Brothers is somewhere like right 15. below that. Yeah, um, Legos <laughs> on the floor are right below Kevin Herter. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's definitely a, a. Where does Kevin Durant rank on that scale? Uh, he's in between, uh, like the Legos and tony brothers like closer to tony brothers though but you have herder in between the legos sorry sorry, herder i said that backwards Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i meant herder and which because i i I legit just there's some players out there that i just cannot stand trey young's in that scale too somewhere um yeah yeah i'm I'm just buck nasty with my hating tonight yeah no i I think I think if KD is the captain, I think that he takes Shea first. I think if Giannis is the captain, I think LeBron takes Shea first because I just I just go back to that screen grab when Shea hit that half court shot or that logo three uh, in LA when LeBron just like staring at it going in, yeah, you know, just, just standing out and like I mean I don't know Giannis is weird. Giannis is like one of the most different superstars we've ever had in like major sports. So. Who knows what Giannis is thinking? He could go take Shea for all we know. He drafted a. It, it doesn't matter. Team LeBron's going to win. Like KD and Giannis, both of them have gotten the opportunity to draft. They're just LeBron just washes any mm-hmm. of the other All Star captains in these drafts. It's not. I don't think he's lost yet. I'm pretty sure Team LeBron's won every single year. Well, he like, watches like every game, right? Mm-hmm. He's just, I mean, lay GM. He's been doing this for years. The other guys don't yeah. stand a chance. Just, ain't that something? He can build an R star team, but can't build his own. Team. <laughs> ain't that something? Well, you don't got to deal with the salary cap there, Jerry. Well, that's true. I mean, you are in LA. You could not have to deal with the salary cap there either, but your ownership is too cheap. So, 
All right, Not everybody gentlemen. can be the Warriors. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, hey, we, we've gone about an hour. Uh, you know, like, like I said, it was a fun game, and I expect us to come out and crush the Nuggets. Um, hopefully, Shea is an all-star starter, and me and Conan are going to be in OKC on Thursday. So, uh, Jerry, before we get off here, did we get an extension on that link, or is it dead now? Um, no, uh, we got to extend it to next Thursday. Um, I couldn't tell you what time Thursday, so preferably try to get your tickets like before Thursday. Yeah. Um, there's still some up in Loud City that are available, and there are still some in the lower bowl available. So $83 for the lower bowl, $16 for Loud City, um, which includes that group photo with all of us. Um, I'll be striking my prison pose. Um I, I, I did it whenever me and Cone sat courtside. Okay. Uh, is that still uh, your is that still your Twitter banner? Uh yes, it is. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, you'll be able to do the uh, half court shot after the picture, um, which is going to be really cool for your chance to win Thunder tickets uh, that are clo- courtside or really, really, really close to courtside. One or the other. Um, and what's really, really cool about it, I just got some more updates. Um, we're going to be like the last group. So mm-hmm. we're going to be able to like kind of take our time after the game, right? So there's going to be no rush from you folks that are going to be up in Loud City to get down there. Um, we're all just going to go ahead and meet down in the lower bowl sections. Um, more details to come on that on where we're going to meet and whatnot. But um, this is going to be a great event. Uh I have been trying to like get it set in stone for like a pregame venue. Um, at this point, they're just not communicating. So we're just going to go in there like a bunch of rabid seagulls and um, just go do whatever the hell we want. Mine, mine, uh, mine. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, so if you want to come hang out, we're going to be going to the parlor. Um, I'm thinking around 2.30 to 5.30. Um yeah, cause and, I want I want to be there when the doors open. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be there when the doors open. I know how exciting you'll be for that. Um, Dylan, have you ever been to OKC? Yeah, I went three years ago. Uh, we actually played the Nuggets. Uh, it was uh, the Russ PG year. It was the first game they wore the green Native American jerseys. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So they were so nice. Yeah, we were back like twenty, but PG had like thirty <laughs> something. No, that was – yeah, I remember that game sucked. But, yeah, that was the first <laughs> time I got to meet Dylan um, face-to-face. So, um, no, it's going to be a great time, man. We got uh, another one of our unit members driving up from San Antonio that will be in town about 1 to 2 o'clock. Metamoles. Um, yep, so oh, it's going to be a great time, guys. So uh, if you if you have the chance and the means, it's tax season also. So I know some of y'all got kids out there getting that child tax credit. Uh, spend some of it to come hang out with us because it's going to be awesome. Yeah, man. I uh, I got five more tickets bought today. Um, so I think we're up to around 70 and all, which is just like a phenomenal turnout. Yeah. Um, like, but let's keep it going. Like, we got like five more days to get some tickets sold. Let's, let's get a crack lacking, baby. So, yeah. Um, all right, boys. I think that is all we got. Um, obviously, that link is still on our Twitter. Advocacy Top of Thunder. It's the pin tweet. Uh, the next time you will be hearing us, we will be having Dan Favalli of Bleacher Report and the Hardwood Knox podcast. Um, I, I, if you follow Dan on Twitter, he's very complimentary of the Thunder, Shea, Giddy. Like, he's a super fun guy, uh, and he knows his hoop, so I can't wait to talk to him. 
And then the next podcast you will hear will be a live podcast of the six of us that will be in OKC. Uh, it's going to be the first ever um, like live podcast with more than half of the unit together. So I definitely want to tune into that. And uh, yeah, other than that, I, I think that's it. So on behalf of myself, Jerry and Cone, I hope you guys have a great night. God bless. Hoop when you can. And as always, thunder up. Thunder up. Thunder up. And don't like the beam. Hey, Shitani Brothers. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder Podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.